This is Destiny, and you're listening to the Life-Hearted Sessions, where we create moments of meaningful conversation about navigating the issues of life and matters of the heart, filtered through faith and godly perspective. Join in and let's uncover, understand, and learn from our everyday experiences. Welcome back to another episode of the Life-Hearted Sessions podcast. This is episode five and it's a very special episode and I'm sure by now you already know why. As usual, if you're new to this podcast or you've somehow found your way here, thank you so much for tuning in and you're welcome to have a seat and join in. If you're back here and part of the LHS fam, welcome back. Thank you for sticking around and choosing to hang out with me. Now guys, today... Today is that day. You know, I'm so grateful and super, super, super excited because we have the pleasure of hosting our first ever guest here at the Live Hearted Sessions. Yay! <laughs> this is a young man and a lot can be said about this man. So first of all, he's no ordinary man. <laughs> But he's a man of God, you know, man of God, a man after God's own heart. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all you people out there, please help me in welcoming the amazing, gifted, incredible Bethwell Lasso. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for emphasizing the young man. Uh, most of my critics will not agree. <laughs> Of the young part, Your haters. but yeah, but they—it's you. It's LHS. We say, yeah, we are young, we are young. and it's life-hearted, right? It is. Yeah, that's what it is. Thank yes. you for having me, Destiny. So glad to have you join us here today, Bethu. You're our first guest. Can you believe that? Are you privileged? I feel privileged. I feel really privileged. I feel like Blue Band in the nineties. <laughs> You know, I think I've mentioned this before, like I've said this before, but when I was planning to have guests here at LHS, you're the first person I thought of. What? Imagine. Just like the you thought of Mulan. <laughs> Let's not get into Mulan, please. Bethu, today is not the day. Interest. Let's not get into Mulan. But it's because you have such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And I was like, look at that. You have so much to share about life, about hard stuff, about just your your journey and your experience in life is just inspiring. So I was like... Thank you. And every time I listen to you, I'm like, wow. I mean, who else but Bethu to have as our first guest? Thank you, thank you so and much. And we just had to make it happen. But most of all, you're my friend and I enjoy learning from you. Best friends. As well. Best, best friends. friends. <laughs> okay, the jury's still out, but best friends. I hope you don't have a best friend somewhere and then they're like, um, did you just ditch me? No, they, like they'll <laughs> have to take heart. This yeah. one is rough. All right. Um, so guys, just a little bit about Bethu. There are many sides to Bethwell. Regardless of his strong background in finance, you know, who would have thought, he opted to take on a creative route, or is it route, in his career path. A pastor, worship leader, a singer, songwriter, dancer, and recently, a whole published author. And we'll talk a little bit about that in our conversation today. Um, this multi-talented individual intentionally and reservedly and in humble regard shares his God-given gifts not only with his local church. Shout out to International Christian Yay. Center Nairobi. Yes, and but also with the world. Bethwell is the epitome of the phrase, send me Lord, I am willing. Wow. Coupled with the driest jokes and puns, and I am a witness <laughs> to these guys. Though there are some cool ones, but very rare, like 5%. It's a life-hearted moment. <laughs> Bethel is a great son, a brother, 
and an available friend. Bethu, welcome again. Okay, Ngoza. Is that me? Like, <laughs> that is I, you. I want to, like... It's you in theory. I want Tell to, us. like, study that. Is it, and is it you in reality? <laughs> I want to study it and, like, underline every every um, adjective. And I'm like, Lord, Lord, yeah. this is amazing. Thank you so much. I didn't know you think that would be destiny. Well, oh, amazing. This Thank is you. your stuff on paper. So I was like, you know, why not let the people know who you are? <laughs> So, Beth, welcome again. Um, how have you been in this season we're in? Well, I can say I've been a late bloomer. You know, the adopters of change. There's the early adopters, and then there's the uh, the last folk who adopt change. So, when this, when uh, the pandemic broke out, of course, uh, through the virus, COVID, we pretty much went into work mode. I went into work mode. I went into creation mode, and. Um, I went into just helping, the, the space of helping people. So it took me about three and a half months, four months maybe to say, to be able to process the gravity of what's happening around the world. Mm-hmm. And that happened when I went on leave. Yeah. You know, it, I went on leave like after three, four months um, into into the pandemic. Yeah, so just, just a bit, what do you do? You know, when you say you went on leave, people ah, don't know what, what exactly okay, it is okay. that you do. And mm-hmm. also my critics say I go on leave. <laughs> Quite, 300, yeah, 300 you do. days a year. 300 out of 365. But this is like hearted. Okay, <coughs> it's a safe space. <laughs> so I am part of the creative arts department mm-hmm. in uh, uh, at International Christian Center, and I'm also I also oversee the young adults uh, called Crosspoint, the young adults ministry. So it's that two winged yeah um, description. Yeah, just that. And it's amazing. It's fun because I get to create, but I also get to be a part of people who are jovial, who are go-getters, high achievers, um, humble, down-to-earth, all those sweet adjectives. But I also get to learn a lot about myself and the people and the world in general and God. And um, it's an environment where I have been able to just pursue the depths of my creativity as I am serving God and his people. And I'm super grateful. Once again, shout yeah. out to International Christian Center. Shout we out. love you people. We do. We do love you guys so much. And that's amazing. But And we'll get into a little bit about how you ended up in church because I know that's not where you started, like church, working at church. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about you went into work mode. So where was your... Where was your mind? Because I feel like this has been a very reflective yeah. time for most people. So where has your mind, state of mind and state of heart been in this season? Fantastic. Yeah. I, when I'm saying I, I was kind of a late bloomer in, in the entire scope of the past seven months, right? Mm-hmm. We've been in this, the better part of seven months. is because naturally I tend to, um, I tend to work. I'm a, I tend to work a lot. Na- that's my my disposition is to work. My disposition mm-hmm. is to create. My disposition is to um, what else can be done. Um, now, when I talked about going on leave, that's when the entire gravity of oh boy, this is actually weighty. This is intense, intently and intensely weighty right now. Mm-hmm. So, I've been able to process that. I've been able to. Kind of just restro- retrospectively look back, uh, 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 back in the year January, February, and I, I normally say I have vague memory of January, February. I can't remember what yeah. happened. <laughs> I feel it feels like it's it feels part of another yeah, exactly. Year. It feels like 2020 in 2020. You know, it, yeah. it from March up until that announcement that was made by our president. Mm-hmm. Um, from March onwards, it it has felt completely like a new year. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had to sit back and look at the things that we planned in January, February and that we that were that went into high gear and also grieve. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and just say, because this, we were meant to do this. I was meant to do this. I was meant to be here. I wanted to travel. I wanted to yeah. do this. I wasn't able to do that anymore. And with work, work kinds, work tends to, for me, tends to move me on to the next. And not just work at where I'm employed, but also just work. Yeah, general right. work in me, in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit down and grieve the losses. Yeah. You know, and grieve that which had um, been lost. And reconcile that to the fact that there's hope and there's purpose also in this very moment that we are in. And so that helped me move the wheel forward and just be able to look into the future with a brand new set of eyes. Wow, that's interesting. And today we'll be talking about an interesting topic that I'm sure isn't new to many of us. It's yeah, not new definitely to, to you, Bethu. Yeah. But it's something that most of us are often trying to understand or figure out. And that's life and purpose. Mm. Life and purpose. And most importantly, discovering your God-given purpose. Yeah. But before that, life-hearted sessions, we just we do things differently. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk it's about all that. Life. It's full of it's life. It's full of So heart. we'll have to do some life stuff. Definitely. I'd like us to play a little get to know me with Bethu. Because I'm sure Bethu people see you on social media or on TV or at church. And they don't know so much about who is Bethu beyond all yeah. that. So we'll just be playing a little game, asking you a few questions. Do you promise to answer honestly? <laughs> I promise to do my best to my duty to go to my country. It was not the loyalty pledge. Let's not Where has it gone to? Your patriotism is showing. That was the loyalty pledge. No, 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 no. All right. So first question. If you could change your name. I know you like your name. What? But if you could change your name, what would it be? Wow. That is, I tried Bradley. It did not work. If anyone out there knows me, they know the name Bradley. And my mom almost slapped me in the face. She was like, what really are you trying, trying to, to do? I'm trying to hold my laughter because <laughs> I know the story. But uh-huh. Yeah, you know the story. So there was that. There was Jabali, of course, who, which, who, which Afrofusion artist hasn't tried to call themselves <laughs> or their children Jabali. Yeah. Um, I've tried Jabari. Uh, oh, wow. Jabari sounds nice. Jabari actually um, sounds cool. I've, I've tried. I really, really love the name... Um, uh, Bonifu, it's imagination in Kiswahili. So I'm trying to see how I can uh, attach that to uh, my very many auspicious names. Bonifu Lasoy. Like Bonifu Lasoy. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that's just groundbreaking. That will it's sell. That's, it will that's, sell. That's marketable. We are, we are selling. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> so marketable. <laughs> anyway, okay, next question. What's one thing people assume about you that isn't true? I think that's one, one of the most obvious things that people assume is that. I am the person they see on stage. Mm. It's not like they're two different people. Yeah. It's just the same person. It's just that I have to gather amount of um, uh, uh, huge amounts of courage and uh, energy. Uh, energy. Yeah, yes, that's the word. Energy. Quite energetic to just, on stage. To just be able to uh, be around people. Uh, I'm not naturally. I'm not a people person. So mm. people assume that I'm a people person. Yes, I'm an intro. I'm an introvert, but I, I never like going that direction because yeah. it always ends with um, uh, that category: introverts versus extroverts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the major one where people assume that I am. Ooh, this goofy go-getter, mm. uh, happy-go-lucky. Well, that's that's not true. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Describe your perfect day off. My perfect day off is. sweatpants, pajamas, I have tea. Chai, a thermos. Y- wow. Thermos. Thermos. Yeah. 
I need to have a thermos. Yeah. Uh, condiments, anything can go provided. Wait, sorry, you said what? Condiments. 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 Guys. Only Bethu. Only Bethu calls these things accompaniments, condiments. Okay, cakey, exactly. Biscotti. You see, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> destiny. Let me be schooled, guys. Let me be schooled. Condiments. All right. The mm-hmm. condiments. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Just kwakitanda ivi, apu kwa sofa, nini, and then unona kamuvi kazuri. Eh, but Bethu, which life is this? Who is doing all these things for you? You t- 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 see Netflix. Okay, <laughs> all right. Choose the life you want to live. I've chosen. You've chosen. It's the sofa one. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Now we're gonna go quick fire. Favorite movie of all time. Ooh, that has to be Life as You Know It. Favorite cartoon. It animation. Ha- it was Mulan. Used to be. Oh, no, 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 Lion King. Has always been Lion King. Yeah. And yeah, let's let me stop there. Great answer. <laughs> the best answer. <laughs> Apart from music, what else do you listen to? Apart from music. This is a trick question. It's a trick question. Mm. Uh life hearted sessions, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to this podcast, of course. Wow. Yeah, yes. Thank you very hey. much. Thank you very much. Mm. I listen to um Apart from music, I literally listen uh, to the, wow, <laughs> I wanted to say a very shoddy joke. It's okay. To the sound it's of welcome. music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take it back, guys. It's not okay. It's not. What's on your chest congestion up or people will think I have corona? Anyway, um, I, I actually don't know the answer. I take that back. So <laughs> I listen to music and to the voice of my Lord. <laughs> I don't have anything else Bethu, to say. Why? Why? You don't listen to anything else? I c- Podcasts, um, sermons, I nothing. I, 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 well, from time to time. Okay. Yes. Right. Let me say from time to time. Let's not go further Thank because I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of, of what we're going to find out. Finally, what would you say motivates you on a day to day? What motivates me on a day to day? I think just the fact that. The idea of being friends with God, that just motivates me every day to be able to dream and to be able to wake up in the morning and to be able to, um, wow, that's a big question, Destiny. You've thrown I mean, it in the deep. This is life-hearted sessions. We go big. Let me just say, uh, a, f- a friendship with God, a relationship with God, to be honest, that's my top most thing. So many things go south for me. <laughs> And we never get to share them on the platforms like this. But yeah. even on those days, I've always found a relationship with God to be the anchor of anything that I go through, be the valleys or mountains. I have to meet, I need to have that anchor with me. So and that's my relationship with God. And that gets me motivated every single time. Such that even when I do succeed or when it's not as successful or even when I fail, I'm I'm pretty sure that um, God is not moved by those those wins or those wins or those losses. Oh, I like that. I like that, what you said, anchor. Because it grounds you, you know, it, it makes you stay put. That's right. You don't move to that's the left right. or to the right. You stay put and that's that's amazing. So have a relationship with God and he'll solidify there your you life go. generally. So, and that leads us into our conversation today about life and purpose. And as we all know and we've talked about, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And if there's one thing this season has made many of us to do based on my interactions with friends or people in general is to reevaluate our lives. Mm. Like people are sitting down and thinking about their lives. That race That's has true. never been more been more realistic, yeah. you know, because unfortunately some of us have lost jobs. Mm. Um, our sources of income, we're trusting God for financial breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, maybe we've been away from friends and loved ones 
or we've been pushed to a space where it's just us and our minds. Mm. And that's really scary though. It, it is. Yeah, it can be scary. It is. Um, it really is. And basically, the underlying questions I believe that people that are present are what, why, and how. Ooh. Basically, what have I been placed on this earth to do? Mm. Why should I do it? And how? Which ties into basically what is my purpose. <laughs> right? That's uh, that's an uh, offload. <laughs> <laughs> and by definition, purpose is, we can describe it as the original intent or reason for why a thing exists mm. or why it was created. Mm, yeah. So um, even as we are thinking about purpose and as we're talking today, some of the questions we could be asking ourselves as we go along are, what is it, what is it that I do that I find fulfillment in doing? What is that thing or things, it could be many, that I do so passionately? But basically, yeah, the question is, who am I? Mm. Why am I here? You know, you post, I don't know uh, if you've ever experienced this, but you post a photo on Instagram and to you it's killing it. It's killing it. Like mm. it's killing the game. I mean, Vogue <laughs> worthy material. GQ. But it only gets five to ten likes. And That's tragic. You're going to an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, who, who am I? What have I done wrong? Yeah. Where did I go wrong? And there's this quote, famous quote by Mark Twain. It normally just says, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. So, purpose, basically. Yeah. What comes to your mind when you think about the word purpose or when you hear the word purpose? Yeah, that's a good question. When I hear the word purpose, the first thing to, from the top of my head is the reason for existence. Why do I exist? Why why am, why am I roaming on earth? Why, have I the bre- why do I have the breath of life at this very moment? Um, to what end have I been placed on earth for? So, Anything that for me has to do with purpose has to do with the reality that I have been called to do something. I have been put here on this earth, not just for my own end, not just for my own fulfillment, but for something greater. And as a believer, I always have to have an eternal perspective of purpose and look at it from God's perspective. And when I, when as you, as you have asked what purpose is, I immediately just go back to how God has literally uh, given me breath of life for this very moment for an objective. Um, the book of Psalms, chapter 150 says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. that has breath, praise the Lord. So everything that God created that has breath has an imprint, has a design of praising the Lord. Um, let me say purpose is is ingrained into living things and um, God this is this is a bit emotional for me. It's something that God um, uh, has called us to awaken to and has called us to literally walk in and uh, so that we may, we may be able to achieve his design, his purposes, his plan here on earth before we exit wow. into eternity. I like what you said, that purpose is, is bigger than, than us. And that's, that's incredible. And I don't know if you've answered it, but maybe you can just clarify. Is purpose a thing? It is. Or is it just a construct that we have made that is giving people pressure out here, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a construct. You know, when many people who don't have a sense of purpose ultimately end up losing hope, and um, when someone loses hope, you know, that's that's really dark. It's a really dark place. And let me say purpose is a thing, and let me write on the uh, book of Ephesians, if it's, o- if it's okay, if I can read Ephesians that's chapter 2. That's actually two. where we are, we're um, about to go, so go right Ephesians ahead. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. 
I'll read from my fancy translation. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> Everything about your life is <laughs> fancy, so it's fine. We've accepted oh you boy. as you are. It feels like you, you're saying I, I walk I I wish you could see his Bible, ring. guys, versus my Bible. His Bible is quite dramatic, but well, it's fine. We are not going it's to talk about this It's the word of God that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> Oh, wow, destiny. Yeah. It says, we have become his poetry. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. That's so blunt, so plain. So this this chapter, this scripture really gives... Uh, g- gives uh, insight into predestination, something called predestination. I'm not going to talk about predestination. It's a bit big, it's a bit wide, but this purpose, uh, when you see God has literally planned, he's pre-planned things that we were, before we were born, as believers, before we were born, he's pre-planned things that we would be able to do to walk in our destiny and it's good works. So um, it's not just identity-wise, it's also good works. So purpose i in my opinion purpose swings on two things our identity in christ and good works what we do so it's not just good works in fact in ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it says good works will you cannot earn salvation by good works so good works is good but it's not this thing that's going to make you righteous right salvation is a gift mm-hmm. so purpose is a thing it's something that's ingrained in us it's something that god has prepared he preplanned for it before we were born to do he he said destiny will need um she, I want her to do a podcast. She will need one, two, three. She will mm-hmm. need, so he positions the right people. Uh, he gives you the right time, the resources, giftings, both spiritual and natural uh, skills, mm-hmm. so that you may be able to walk in your destiny and achieve that which he has planned for you to do in this earth. Right. So how would you say that the knowledge of God has prepared something beforehand? He has predestined you to be in a certain area of expertise or in an area of calling. How has this knowledge affected how you live your life today? First of all, it makes me want to rest. It makes me, it's, it leads me to rest. Mm-hmm. It leads me to um, it leads me to be so fully aware Right. That it's by grace. It's the grace of God. And the grace of God, especially in this era, it sounds like, it sounds quantitative. Mm-hmm. You know, it, because we, we keep on saying it so much. But you'll understand that um, we, to be honest, we actually don't bring anything to the table. <laughs> <laughs> he's put, he's given us everything. Like, he's the one who breathed into us. He's the one who put everything in us. So right. it's like, just accomplish for us to accomplish it and then we get a reward like it's like he has given us everything that we need you know yeah, he's for life for and life godliness. and godliness yes, that's right, right. Mm-hmm. so um we don't have to you know we don't have to struggle okay do i do i do i it's just understanding that those things that god has placed in you those things that he has put in you you know mm-hmm. to be able to um, walk in the destiny that he has planned for you. Remember, this is what he has planned for you. You know, right. this is walking in our God-given destinies and our God-given purpose. And so, um, it's it's very important for us to to understand the grace of God um, in relations to in relation to purpose that he has blessed us. He's the one who's given us spiritual gifts, spiritual inheritance. It's these are gifts. You know. Yeah. Um. You know those those stories of. Okay, those ladies during Valentine's who buy themselves flowers. <laughs> and yeah, they write. You are, you are triggering some But it's life hearted sessions. It's okay, go ahead. But go it's right life hearted. You know, us. they buy themselves roses, <coughs> then they write a note, and then they've spent money, 
And then they act surprised. <gasps> <laughs> you know, and they're like, "Oh my God!" You yeah. know, it's it's um, it's okay. I'm you're so loved, I'm you're l- seen, and we lo- you're loved. Yeah, if, if that's you, it's okay. Okay, this is LHS. So yeah. you told me I can, I can, I can right. go. You right can in. go. You can go ahead. So when it comes to the gifts of God, it's not that way. We don't buy it, you know, and then we surprise ourselves, you know, like, "Oh, this is what we did." It's all from God. It's yeah. literally when we just receive what God has given us. Mm. A free gift. Salvation is a gift. Oh mm. boy. Wow. We are going to get you. Guys, this is a pastor. <laughs> Just disclaimer. Pastor evangelism <laughs> is like at the tip of his fingers. Like, yeah. Because um, it begins that our new birth. You know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Begins our, our new birth, and it's very really important. Really important for us believers to this kind of understand the purpose behind, uh, rather the premise behind our purpose, and that it's God given and it's eternal. Wow. Yeah. Purpose is eternal. And it's God-given. I like that. So, basically, we've mentioned earlier when you were reading your incredible introduction, you have a background in finance, but you're currently thriving in the creative space, right? And I'm sure not alone. Many of us are eager to know how this came to be because it's it's really such a shift. So, just let us in on how that transition was for you. Let me. I, I feel like this is an opportunity to set some things straight. And mm-hmm. oh boy, life-hearted sessions. Let's go right in. Let's go right in. When I was, I love finance. I still love it. I think that those, that's one of the giftings that God has given me to enjoy. But um, when I did, when I was in finance, I, this is not where I should be. Yeah. This is, I can, yes, I can free, I can freely move in this gifting, mm-hmm. and but it's not, where God wants me to be right now. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it was not where God wanted me to be. So I did finance for about, I did it in high school, I did it in campus, I practiced it a bit, and then I decided um, I decided to venture into the creative world. The transition was not rough. At least in my head, it wasn't rough. Yeah. Uh, because I already knew that I loved finance was not something I hated. So I already knew I loved finance and that I'd pick it up sometime, you know. Mm. And I already loved creativity and the arts and I knew I would do it uh, at some point. So So just maybe to cut you short a bit, where were you expressing yourself creatively during this time? Where was I expressing myself creatively? That's a very good question. I need to remember. Where was I expressing myself? It's a long time ago. Long okay, time he's ago. revealing his age. He can't even remember. Yo, you said I'm young. We can't okay, go. Okay, I'm sorry. You already said you're young. Right. Yeah, I'm Fine. young. <laughs> so I, I I was expressing my creativity in church. Okay. Yeah. Mm. In church, uh, there was a band I used to be part of. We used to do gigs here and there. And that was that was that's the most I I did when it came to expressing, and then during the week you go back to finance. the finance world. Yeah. So expressing myself creatively mm-hmm. was a challenge because there were expectations from both ends. That m- by, by ends I mean my parents, whom I had not come out clean, I had not told them exactly what I wanted to do, right. and they would still have supported me. Mm-hmm. It's just that I gave them false expectation that I want to do this into the unforeseeable future. Mm-hmm. And yet I was miserable. Yeah. And so one of the things I look back I should have done better is just go and have that conversation with them. Hey, Dad. Hey, Mom. Um, I know I love finance. I know I've just spent we've spent a lot of money for my yeah. <laughs> university right? education. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to explore this other opportunity. And what my dad 
and mom were very good at they were good at giving me gap years. Okay. You know, I used to take time off. If I needed time off from education, I would take time off. Wow. You know, not That's not in high school. Right That's a there. portrait there. Because but after high school. African context. Yes. Gap what? They're pretty dope. Gap what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember th- uh, there was a time I asked them I needed to take time off to go and do dancing and so I went into Safari Cats and Sarakasi and I mm-hmm. did all those things. Guys, Pipi uh, was a Sarakasi dancer. I, I was know. a Safari Cats. That cut. does something to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't, okay. don't, don't go. Don't, it's a slippery slope. It's okay. Don't go I there. Don't think it. about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they gave me that gap year and I during that gap year all I did was just dance and better, I uh, just went ahead to better my skill in dancing and expose myself to different art forms when it comes to dancing and different expressions when it comes to dancing. And so I believe that my parents would have been supportive if I had told them that this is where I felt God was leading me, but I wasn't upfront. So that's a big lesson that time. So it actually yeah. curtailed my creativity because mm-hmm. I would just d- do creativity like a hit and run or, or um, just a one-time thing right. so that I can be able to please them, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't working for both of us. Okay. So yeah. what would you tell someone who's maybe currently in that place right now? Yeah. They're in that um, time in their life when they're not so sure of the direction they want to take, but they know for sure that where they are is not where they're supposed to be. What can you tell them in terms of just how to navigate that that space? I, as I said, my parents, they just have this supportive edge. They came to all my gigs when I was young, all my uh, cantatas, all my dance recitals, mm. all my music recitals. They came. In fact, there was a point I used to tell them, "Don't come." I or <laughs> never used to give them the dates yeah. of the recital because I was just I had enough yeah. of seeing them being overzealous. Right. So I have that uh, that worked to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I do I do understand that that's not the reality of many uh, young people right now. And so one of the things you have to understand is uh, the mindset uh, of th- that uh, your, the mindset that your folks are working with. You know, they're coming from a place where this was important to them. Right. You know, and this was functional to them. And so if you're going to do, if you have this passion and you f- you sense you're going to do it for the rest of your life, what is a two-year break? What's three years for doing your mm-hmm. med school and finishing or your or your architecture? You know, um, I'm grateful that they pushed me to finish my finance education. The thing I would say, just get a formal education, be it musical, what, what I would, veg- I would, if you're already doing that, and if they got in that di- that direction, continue doing that. But you need to have a conversation with them. And so, there's going to be a time when you're going to exit your mom's dad's house, and mm-hmm. you're going to uh, be your own person. And this, these are the times that the decisions you made when you are with them, actually are going to count. So right now, I would say just make decisions with them. Let them see um, the passion in you, but also let them see that you honor them. Right. So, I don't know. I think that's my story. That's how I did it. Because mm-hmm. I'd wanted to cut and bail a lot of times. <laughs> I think for me, what I've learned when it comes to that is, from my experience, is make it make sense to them. Mm. I feel like my parents are the type, they're supportive as well, but it's they have to see what you're doing and what it's doing for you. Because I feel like for them, where they are coming from is they want the best for you. It's mm-hmm. not like they don't want you to do what you want yeah. because they are sadistic or they're just malicious. It's just they have the fear of they want you to live a life that was better than theirs. Exactly. So when they see you pursuing something that's not familiar to them, the fear that comes in is 
will she survive? Will yeah. he survive? Yeah. But when you s- when you show them that you're actually serious yeah. about this thing and that you're serious about pursuing it and you believe this is what God has yeah. called you to do, it will take time, guaranteed. Definitely. But I feel like with every step you take and working hard and it bearing fruit, I feel like it, it, it gets easier. Definitely. Yeah. So, Vithu, um, you're in music right now very yeah. actively. And it has been said... Wahenga na wahenguzi. That you were once tone deaf. That's true. I wasn't fully tone deaf. I was just subliminally tone deaf. <laughs> I, I had moments where okay. I would completely, completely hear the keyboard in my next door, on my in the next door neighbor's house. Um, <laughs> I was playing a different song, right. and I had moments that I would pick the key. So yes, I. I never had a strong sense of music mm-hmm. um, capacity growing up. And um, just musical ear. It wasn't like the strongest place. And I grew up knowing that. Mm-hmm. I knew that at the back of my head. Mm. I always put it at the back of my head. And um, I worked hard. It broke my heart, but I had to work hard. Work hard. <laughs> so just walk us through your musical journey briefly. When did you discover you had the gift? Um, how did you start to actively explore it, work on it, and what did that mean for you in terms of how it ties into your purpose today? Oh, wow. Yeah. Musical gift. I remember when I was in Sunday school, children's church, we called Nairobi K.A.G. Bahati. That's mm. where we... I know. Please, don't, don't, come for me. don't come for me. I can come for you because I can confirm. No need to Don't come for me. Jambi, please. <laughs> if you're listening, people are coming for us. Yeah, they are coming for you. We don't know what you're talking about. So mm. we were... I gr- my sister, my elder sister, uh, is a singer. She used to be a singer. She has an album out. They, they were in a girl group called Asante. And so they would mm. always rehearse in the house. They come in the house. They come to the house and rehearse and then have these amazing harmonies and... Um, they were mentored by Pitodera. Let me just drop names. Kaboom. Wow. So okay. Pitodera used to walk in and out of our house uh, occasionally. Must just be nice. to mm. It must be must nice. Be. He would pray for them, he would support them. So I saw that I, I saw that environment. And um, one day I was I knew like I wanted to sing, but I didn't know I had that gift. Right. And so children's church, Nikenda Children's Church, me and my twin brother. It was hilarious. Because uh, on Sundays, Pastor Masharia. If you know Pastor Masharia, then you are the OG. Um, Pastor, uh, Pastor Masharia is a very, very, he's, a, he's a, like a legend in the children's ministry in this country. And uh, we said, oh, Pastor, we want to sing a special song for the children's for during the during offertory. So my, my brother and I went up during offertory and I got the mic. Like, um, God is good. <laughs> we sing and shouting. God is good. We celebrate. Uh, not in that okay, voice, okay, obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I was stunned <laughs> to see that uh, I had the courage to do that. So I, my, my musical journey began at that very moment where I, I, um, courage, I pursued courage to just get that out. And mm. uh, it developed over time. And by over time, I mean over time. Right. Uh, I went to conservatoire. I did sight singing and uh, I did piano and I just got myself actively in that scene with mm-hmm. jazz music and that's how I, I grew and I developed uh, a better musical ear. 
Well, that, that's, that's a lot of hard work, discipline, and an interest. So let's talk about HBB. Yeah. Highest praise band. Shout out higher to Higher praise band. <laughs> I'm a higher band. You remember that time? Or Bethu and band. the choir. Bethu and the you choir. Know, it's chest been pains. Chest, chest pains, pains. Kidney pains. Okay. Everything. Pain, pain. So let's talk about HBB. I mean. Started in ICC. <laughs> Right. Front runners who Yuma at the foliage. <laughs> <laughs> you know Koyuma where there is greenery but there's also like Yeah, it's like it's a it's a situation. Moment. Yeah. So we were a group of friends, we were in the same CG, I guess. And um I wanted to do a concert, I had written a bunch of songs. Uh, Tugi and I had uh, written a bunch of songs and uh, we wanted to do them. And I was like, Okay, come on, there's one thing I've done in my with my life is take risks. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the thing I can comfortably tell you. I've taken yeah. this. Some of them have just gone south, but here we are, life at sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we were a bunch of friends. I'm like, hey guys, see, we do this concert. Um, yeah, let's do this concert. It was Kim Chezo Chezo. <laughs> we practiced for six months. We had an end goal. We knew it was November 25th. That's when we wanted to do. It was called a Freedom Concert. Hey, I was there. In fact, you op- you were in F major. No, that, F no. major. Excuse me, light-hearted sessions. That was stories Destiny of hope. Used to that be, uh, was story of hope. Please Destiny, don't come for me today. Today is no, not the ah, day. We need to talk about the band. And so yeah. uh, the ladies were Kashoneshizima, Skatiza Polka Dot. As in, we were just ambitious. And the guys, oh I have those photos. I cringe. We will unleash them. Don't worry. Yes. Um, so basically, when we did this concert, that's when we were like, wow, this is... This is a thing. And it was a very successful concert. We did not see it coming at all. All we knew how to do was just practice for six months. We didn't know exactly where it was going, but we said, let's have a concert. And yeah, that's how High Space came to be. It's a group of friends. Yeah. We knew each other before the band. you know. And that's important, yeah. yeah. And we knew each other as young people. Some of us, we, knew it, we grew up together. So it's basically family for us. And if you don't know who Highest Praise Band is, Please just go and think about your life. But the <laughs> <laughs> it's the band behind Kwashangwe, No Other Name, and Munguetu. Iconic, iconic songs. Now, um, so you've talked about your transition from finance into music, how you got into the creative space, and now HPB. What are some of the challenges? Because I'm sure it's not been a smooth ride of, you know, vision. The Lord gives you a vision, and then you're like, I'm walking in purpose. But there have been challenges along the way. So how have you... What are these challenges mm. in terms of discovering your purpose, working in it, and how have you overcome some of them? Exceedingly great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have had to battle intimidation, self-doubt. Um, I had to battle inadequacy, at least the formative stages. And I've had to literally, these are the challenges. I'm just going off the bat and saying the challenges. And I've had to silence people's opinions mm. of me on of the subject you know, sometimes people can give you expert advice, but it's not what God said. You know, so I've had to choose between what God said and the right. expert advice. Mm-hmm. And um, just navigating also through that and seeing how sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not right. The challenge it has been to be consistent through all these things. Because I can't tell you I'd wake up tomorrow morning and feel like, yes, all the self-doubt has gone mm-hmm. or all the fear has gone. No, mm-hmm. um, it's waking up every morning. The challenge is waking up every morning, taking God at his word, reading the word, letting, letting him wash you in his word so that you may be able to be renewed in your mind, mm-hmm. that you may be able to fulfill his purpose. Because I need to hear that well done, good and faithful servant. You know, it comes from doing something new. It comes from 
being faithful to an end. So the challenge, one, those are the challenges, but one of the biggest, biggest challenge has been to see something that's not yet, you don't have technology for. <laughs> you know, to see something that is not yet ready to be presented or and to wait it out. Oof, you don't wow, know. Right. Like, to be able to see something in your mind and because it is, it's such a strong vision in your mind, but you have to wait for the right people. Uh, you have to wait for the valley moments to strengthen your character. You know, you go through refiner's fire, you wait for resources. Uh, God increases your favor. You know, it's said in the Bible that Jesus grew in favor with God and man. If Jesus, who is God, can grow in favor with God and man, who mm -hmm. am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so one of the challenges has been to wait. Because as mm. a person, I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. You know, let's do this. There are things that I said I wanted to do 10 years ago that I did last year. I got mm. the green light to do last year yeah. or mm. two years ago or I, I haven't done them. So for me, the challenge is to wait on God, which such a reason. For me, it is a reality, waiting on God, waiting for his promises to be fulfilled, not me going ahead and fulfill his promises and then saying, to God be the glory. <laughs> you know, yes. that's not sustainable. That mm. won't last. Um, God's things are need, need to be done God's way. God's provision, God's power, God's plan, God's purpose, God's process. So... That has been my major challenge. Well, I like what you said. And it's a challenge, but it's still your reality, That's meaning reality. it's not a challenge that you're rejecting, mm -hmm. but it's something you're learning, exactly. you know, waiting on God. Yes. And I'd like us to go now into one of your newest projects. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a whole published author. First of all... <laughs> I'm sitting with a whole published author. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> But that's okay. I'm safe and secure. <laughs> so the book, uh, Bethany recently launched a book um, on August 27th, right? Yes, please. Called Super Toto. I don't know. Why am I putting an accent? On uh, I don't Toto? know. People like are kind of crazy. They are putting accents on Kiswahili. Like, I don't know how to uh, call it. But <laughs> briefly, Super Toto is the story of Toto, a little boy who has been running away from scary creatures that come at night. But there's a secret that Toto learns, a secret that unleashes the greatest power that changes everything. Follow Toto's journey to discover the secret and uncover the greatest power he ever dreamed of. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. I'm sure, you know, I've told you this before, but congratulations because such a milestone. Thank you. You're not just a writer of songs. You're writing. Okay. Books. <laughs> let it go. I, destiny, destiny. I, was, I was going somewhere, <laughs> then I was just discovering. It's like, not coming. It's not coming. It's like, <laughs> and so first of all, Bethu, just briefly, why a children's book? Why a children's book? Mm. My friend and I, uh, my friend Stephen, uh, my very good friend, uh, he we wrestled between him being my best friend and my close friend. We yeah. just have had that conversation back and forth. So Stephen Wangara, if you're listening to this, just know the conversation conversation is still on. He uh, he asked me the same question and asked him actually. Uh, honestly, I just said why not? And the reason is uh, I always write. I always write. It's not something I've always wanted to do, but I always write. I write fiction. I do. I just write. Mm -hmm. And um, but. For children's book especially, I was grieved by the idea that a whole generation could be lost to fear, you know, because of a pandemic. And just giving children vocabulary to be able to equip themselves spiritually through God's word, to be able to overcome the day-to-day -day challenges, that was such an appealing, uh, it was a gripping, no me say appealing, it was a gripping, a gripping burden upon me. And um, I... I'm like, if, if I could write a book on maybe worship and all that, but I would love to teach kids how to worship and let them write those books of worship. Let them grow up and having fought the battles, having lived their lives worshiping God. Let them 
I've, I'd love for them to write those books. So for me, it was about equipping children, especially during this pandemic, to be able to overcome some really serious monsters that parents can't put vocabulary to, you know, uh, using God's word and um, just seeing them overcome um, things that pass. I don't have kids, but when I was a kid, I had nightmares and I know how it feels. Mm. You know, to say Jesus in your name. Right. <laughs> All y'all listening, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like Jesus. Mm. Um, but I was really, really burdened, burdened to be able to give children a vocabulary and uh, a very practical vocabulary for them to just find solutions for themselves and, and move in that power, but also give parents a way to pastor their kids also and that place to be able to um, stay in victory. Guys, are you listening to all that greatness? Because this book is not just your ordinary book. No, this is not a children's book, coloring <laughs> book. And no no shade to those books, but I'm just saying this one you need to get even if it's not for your for children, even for yourself, because to for you to understand. Oh. So would you say that this book is tied how is it tied to your purpose? I love that question. I've been thinking about that question because I knew you're going to ask <laughs> me that question. I know you know it. <laughs> so I've been um, asking myself the same question, how is this tying into the grand scheme of things? And I've been seeing a thread in my life. I've been seeing common denominators, commonalities in what I do. And uh, someone asked me, hey, a children's book, why a children's book, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, I can't answer them if they, it's a hit and run conversation, you know? <laughs> If it's those ones, you you're not invested. In yeah, this you're not thing. invested in this Please. conversation, so yeah. we might not have the fullness <laughs> of it right now. Right. So, um, I I was I was really really eager to answer that question for myself, and I haven't gotten the full extent of that answer, mm -hmm. but I do know it has to do with Isaiah 61, setting captives free, yeah. um, declaring the favorable day of the Lord. It has to do with the Great Commission, it has to do with that which God has told not just us as believers, but has specifically communicated to me that this is, you know, these are the things I prearranged and pre-planned. So I feel like I'll get to heaven and see the bigger picture. Yeah. I, I really can't communicate exactly like this is this, this is this. Um, but it's it's kind of exciting to just look back and see how God has been tracing my steps, uh, mm. helping me rather walk in his path. It's incredible. So where can people get the book? People can get the book on Amazon Kindle. So this is the thing. Amazon Kindle is 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 not a foreign thing. If we yeah, did it Zoom... So it's like Amazon Kindle, what? <laughs> if you have done Zoom meetings, okay. mm. if you have said mute your mic or <laughs> you what, you've done all struggle. those standbys, Zoom standby stuff, Yeah. then you can go to Amazon, go on Amazon, Amazon, just type in Supertoto and the book will be there and it will be delivered to your glorious cart and you are going to be able to read. But also we're going to have hardcovers come out in the next two weeks right. and we're going to have a major announcement regarding the stores that are going to be selling it. Awesome. Super excited about that. So guys, just to recap a bit on what we've talked about today, you know, what is purpose, the importance of discovering your purpose and walking in it and... What I'm getting from through your story is purpose can be expressed in many ways. That mm -hmm. there's one underlying core theme that 
God has placed on you, but the manifestation can be different, right? Yeah, purpose is expressed in different ways, and uh, uh, we have natural giftings. It's a very good indicator of um, where what we can, what we are supposed to be doing with our lives here on earth to serve God. We have spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. We have burdens. You know, the burdens in your heart. You know those things that you you like every time you pass by something, you're like ah. Just breaks your heart, crushes your heart. Right. You have dreams, mm-hmm. you know. You have desires. Mm-hmm. Um, by desires, I mean holy desires, sanctified Hallelujah. desires. Hallelujah! Yes, Lord, Amen. we just bless you, Jesus. <laughs> we just welcome you in this Lord, place. We welcome oh. in this place, Lord. We welcome in this place. <laughs> so, um, talking about those holy desires, mm-hmm. I'm talking about dreams, and sometimes because we do not understand our identity in God, it kind of limits ourselves to what we, what good works are, mm-hmm. you know, and we are the ones who put a cap on it, and we are the ones who just I was just made to do this one thing, and, and it's it's okay, you can be called to do one thing, and that's fine, yeah. um, but the thing is the fear and the intimidation, you know, self-intimidation, intimidate yourself from achieving your purpose. Right. You know, you talk yourself from achieving your purpose. You know, you've already seen it not working before you take the leap of faith. Right. And that's that's destructive there. Mm-hmm. That's destructive. Um, there's the waiting. Waiting is okay. You know, waiting to s- check the things out, waiting to explore the dimensions of, this is such a pastor thing to say, dimensions. But you are a pastor. And by I that I mean, Joggy word dimensions. to the dimensions hey, of the dimensions. four areas. <laughs> you know, the other day I was thinking, I was asking myself what dimensions are. I'm like, see, it's too, okay, too you're simple. Really beca- you're, you're becoming who you really are. Becoming you're Michelle Obama? You know, you're becoming, entering like into, becoming becoming into your becoming. Oh gosh. You know? Oh no. Like, that sounds... So Michelle Obama right now. Well, <laughs> anyway, so we have so many people who talk themselves out of their purpose, and it doesn't matter how much money you make. Mm. If you do not follow, if you are not in God's purpose, it's always, always you miserable. You're going to be miserable one or the other. Mm-hmm. It is, and we've seen how uh, godliness, um, just how being in God's purpose, in God's design. Naturally, we would go to that. Naturally, we would want to do something. Um, but I feel like sometimes, as I've said, and I've, I'll continue saying, would we just go ahead and shut it down before we even try out the, the parameters of the dream, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, Desmond. Wow, that's incredible. And I'll stop you right there because we're going to be having part two of this conversation. So I don't want you to give out all your wisdom. Right now. I was just bubbling. It was just like <laughs> if that's bubbling, <laughs> then I don't know what er, all the rest of us are doing. So anyway, to you who, who's listening, you know, what has your journey discovering and walking in your purpose been like? I'd love to hear your stories. You know, you can always leave me a voice message, a review, or connect with me on social media. That's at Lifehearted Sessions on Instagram and Facebook, or you can write to Lifehearted Sessions at gmail.com and we can connect there as well. So that's it for this week, guys. <laughs> um, it's hell- <laughs> at least for the first part of the conversation with Bethu. So stay tuned for part two of this conversation next week. Bethu, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me here at the Lifehearted Sessions Living Room. You know, remember to follow Bethu on his social media platforms. That's Bethu Elasoy across yes. all your platforms, right? Yes. And also don't forget to get your copy of Bethu's new book, Super Toto. Super, okay, Super Toto. Okay, Super Toto. <laughs> For your for yourself, your kids, and all the lovely People. children around you. So, Bethu, please take us off with a joke, a pun. A one pun. of your Ooh, best. Ah, this um, is your moment. What do you call 
what do you call a Mexican who has lost his car? <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> Guys, oh my gosh, this, this is, is what thing. I have to do with every 2021, day. you're not ready for me. But anyway. I'm going to do my tour, my stand-up tour. It's going to be amazing. Wow, it's going to be <laughs> something. But it's amazing something. is not the word I'm looking for, but something. It's going to be interest, something. Interest. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Until next time. And b- Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had one job. You had one job. Let's but we've done it together. Let's try this again. So until next time, bye. bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lifehearted Sessions. You can also share with your friends, family, and everyone you would like to invite to this space of meaningful conversation. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss a moment. And be sure to tune in for the next episode.